Welcome to Podcast 35, Finding Your Purpose and Destiny. Hi, I'm Linda Brightman, and I have authored books on your true identity and seeing yourself through God's eyes. How you see yourself affects everything you do, your business, your personal relationships, your success in life, and fulfilling everything God has called you to do. So I'm here to help you build and live in your miraculous identity. I will encourage you, inspire you, and speak life into you. And I will give you solid tools to renew your mind and transform your life from the inside out. This is a Miraculous Identity Podcast. Welcome to the podcast. The podcast today is on purpose and destiny. I'm Linda Brightman, and I have a special guest with me today. His name is Michael Hubbard. He is the founder of Hub Ministries, and that's hubministries.com. He carries a very apostolic anointing. Now, I have known Michael for nearly 20 years. Actually, we were in prayer meetings weekly, and that's how we got to know each other is in the spirit. We got to know each other by the spirit, in the spirit. (laughs) And um, he's pastored. He pastored a vineyard church. He ministers now um, on the prophetic. Actually, we both taught together. There were three of us teaching on the prophetic to healing rooms, um, the healing rooms leaders in San Diego County. And he is um, teaching a lot, with consulting with churches on leadership and transitioning their church into more of a Holy Spirit-driven church. And that it is such, such a cool thing. So... Today, Michael and I are going to talk about purpose and destiny, and I'd like to introduce you to Michael Hubbard. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Linda. How are you? Good. I'm so glad you're here. I like your pink hat. No one can see it, but it really looks good on you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Yeah, I look good in pink, no matter what color it is. So we were talking, we've been talking about purpose and destiny, and um Everybody listening to this podcast, they have a purpose, they have a destiny in God, but many of, many of us, as we go through our uh, <clears throat> life journey, we think we know our purpose, we have a sense of destiny, and then things change. Right. And then there's some people who are saying, what's my purpose? Right. So share with me your thoughts on that. Um, well, to take... To go back to the prophetic side, everybody has a prophetic word, uh, an idea of what God's called them to be. And there's two approaches to that for me. Is One is to get clear about what you feel God's saying to you. And, th- and I'm assuming most people have had some kind of prophetic word. If you haven't, find someone who does or start, you know, go to the Bible and start reading and say, Lord, speak to me. Tell me what my purpose is. And if you don't know, if that doesn't, if that gives you some clear, that's great. But I also find another way is find your closest friends and I start asking them, what do you see in me? Because they'll, they'll know you best and they'll affirm in you. So I, I agree with you totally, Lenny. We all have a destiny and calling. We all have to have some sense in our spirit. This is what I was made for. There may be a couple of things, but usually there's only one or two things that people do well and get focused on that. So get an idea what it is, but part of it's also a discovery. 
I mean, people have to walk that out. And this is where I think we get really practical, where we start walking out what we know to do. And um, if that's teaching or preaching or if it's serving in some capacity. And if you're still not clear, the, the third thing I tell people is, hey, find someone who looks like they know what they're doing that you can follow and go follow them. Because, you know, you know this. I mean, we, have, we are where we are at because of the people that have helped pour into us. Uh, you know, for me, it was in the beginning, the early stages, Jesus movement, Mike McIntosh. I mean, to this day, you know, I haven't seen Mike in years, but he laid in me a foundation of faith, thinking big, a heart for evangelism. You know, the Calvary Chapel Network gave me a love for the Word of God. So those things I acquired, but I, I served in that church. You know, then I ran into people, you know, I got involved in the, the, the vineyard, and, and I wasn't mentored by John Wimber in any way. I was lucky enough to have a two-hour conversation with him once, but this is happenstance, but most of my mentoring from John just came from reading books and being in the vineyard movement. My point is I got involved and I served. And as you serve, you, you, um, you catch what that movement or that person carries. So what I tell people simply, if you don't know what you're called to do, find someone who does and follow them. And what will happen is you'll start to catch things and it'll show you, and maybe some places where you go that you go, you know, that's not who I am, but that's okay. It's one door closed you find another open door. And just as you, with a servant's heart, you approach things and your, and your destiny starts to materialize before you get an idea. So that's for new, new people who maybe don't have an idea of their destiny. If you have an idea of your destiny, the same thing is still important where you need to continue to serve, but try to get clear. So I, I encourage people to write down what they think they're supposed to do. You know, you, Mike, that, that's really an interesting um, concept is getting close to somebody who knows what they're doing, who's clear on their destiny, because I think you you catch it from them. Yes. You catch that whole way. It's like a manner and a posture. They're right. in a posture of, and then it's like the train is on the track for them. Right, and right. And when you hang out with that, it helps you get your train on your track, even though, as you say, it might not be what they're doing, but it's that whole atmosphere that they carry of moving forward uh, in alignment with who, what God has for them. Right. You know, for me, for me, Linda, it was, um, you know, I started playing guitar when I was 19. And it was very slow progress, pick, pick, pick. <laughs> I started playing Rolling Stones songs because I like the Rolling Stones. But That's so cool. after, after a few years, you know, I started listening to worship music and which didn't make me, make me a better musician per se, but just my, 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 my um, likes and dislikes changed. The point was I, was I acquired a different style then, and I kept at it, and eventually I developed my own style. And it's the same. As we follow people, we learn, but eventually you get mature enough where you start to say, you know what, I, I like doing it this way. You know, so, so no one preaches as, or like Linda Brightman. You're unique. But you started somewhere learning from someone. And people say, oh, I know what you learn from. Oh, you, you carry this type of anointing. Or if people know me, they'll, you, they'll say, hey, you, you sound like you got saved in the Jesus movement. You sound like you have a, or, you know, you have a background with the vineyard. You know, if I lead worship, people say, you're out of the vineyard, right? Because I carry some of that aspect, that anointing, but I've also developed my own style. So it goes along with what you're saying that we, it's important to come alongside people, learn from them. It's the, it's the rabbinical style that Jesus taught. He walked along with his disciples. It's a relational learning process. It's not just go to school, get an education, which can be great and important, but you, we learn best from others. So, so if a person listening to this podcast 
says, okay, let me get close to somebody who really seems to know what they're doing in terms of walking out their right. purpose and destiny. But, and then th for that person, uh, it's asked to find their purpose and destiny. It's really asking God and asking people that are, that are close to them. You know, the, um, the di dictionary definition of purpose is the reason for which something exists. Mm -hmm. And people want that. They want yeah. to know why am why am I here? Right. What am I to do? Don't you do you hear that a lot when you teach on this? I think that's the driving force with people. I mean, we were made for two reasons, I believe. If you go to Genesis, we're made in his image. So there's that sense of identity with, with our heavenly father. I want to be like daddy. And secondly, he said, Go be fruitful, multiply, fulfill subdue the earth. So there's a part in mankind, men and women, that were called and destined to go and subdue the earth in some way or other. So that's, that's innate in us. And until people find their purpose, what we end up doing is we fill our life. And I know this from personal experience, my own life. I filled my life with drugs, sex, rock and roll, the whole thing, like we all did back in those days, because I was looking for something. And it wasn't until I, I, um, it took me losing what I thought was my purpose, say, you know, sports and football. When I lost that, that really took me down to the bottom. But it also brought me to a place where I started looking to God. And I realized that was, this is what I was made for. So when we find destiny, I mean, God has our, he's the one who's given us our destiny. We find God, we find our destiny. You know, the destiny def definition, different from purpose, is something that's to happen or has happened to a person right. or a thing. Right. So talk to me a little bit about that, about the destiny of what, what's to happen. Okay. okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not a, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, a fatalist in the sense that life's all laid out totally and it's, this is the way it's going to be. We, we cooperate with God in this process. I'm convinced right. of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I believe God is not, I don't think God's in total control, I think, but he is in charge. <laughs> and we are to partner with him. So I encourage people to really take responsibility for who, for who you are and what God's called you to be. God it will give you the grace that's needed, but he's also going to call you to step into it. He wants to partner with you. And um, so your destiny, there is a plan. God has, he says, there's some things I'd like you to do, but I think there's a lot of, I think there's a wide scope to that. And I think he wants input. For example, I was thinking about this the other day. Abraham was invited to be a part of the, the council with God about the outcome of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he actually determined um, some of the results. I mean, the results ended up being judgment upon Sodom and Gomorrah, but he bargained with God to try to save that place. And they had an opportunity. So I'm saying that, that God really, it's amazing to me, but God listens to us. He wants us to participate. And um, just like our, my own children, you know, they've grown up. I don't tell them what to do anymore, but they still seek counsel for me, but they're running their own life and I've had input into them. So I think as God's children, we step into a maturity where we take hold of our life with God, him working in us and through us in cooperation with him. So your destiny is there. I think there is a plan God has, but I, you know, I, I don't know if I've, I've made enough mistakes where maybe I could have had it a certain way, 
but I'm going to get it this way. And I don't feel discouraged by that, but God's so good. It says, okay, plan A didn't work. Let's try plan A again. <laughs> Maybe it's got a little different twist on it, a little different way, but that God's that good. So, but we are working with God and he, he compensates for our mistakes. But there, there is a limit to that. I mean, we just can't sit back and say, God, you do it all. I'm not going to participate. We have to participate. That's, I totally agree with that because yeah. God is all about relationship. Right. About our relationship exactly. with him and our relationship with one another. You know, yep. we need one another. But to fulfill our calling, our destiny, our purpose, it, it requires us to um, talk to him, engage with him. Yep. And he really enjoys doing things with us. Yeah, yeah. You know, he enjoys our company. Yeah. And, um, well, you know, Lynn, I think in the prophetic community, sometimes there's this little bit of magical mental aspect of, well, I've got this prophetic word, it's just going to happen like that. And I'm, no, it doesn't. No. I mean, God can, and sometimes things happen in a magical way where it just takes place, but more often than not, there's a process. David was called to be a king when he was in his teens, but it took, it took a, a process of him going through. He had to go into a cave. He had to learn how to deal with things. You know, he had to respond. He had to, he had to fight through Goliath. There was a process for him getting to that place. Same thing with Abraham. There was a process to him getting to his destiny. So we have, I don't think it's wrong to be practical and think, okay, Lord, what's my next step? What is it you're teaching me now until I can get to where I need to go? And that's the hard work. I mean, you know, you've written a book. That was, a, you had a prophetic word about that, I'm sure. You had to put, put your, <laughs> your hand to the paper and start and the process. And you took steps. Right. And you know, uh, Michael, that's what, what led me, kept um, moving me forward is the fact that I had to posture over and over again. And the fact that God says, I, I give you hope and a future. That's right. what I have for you. And I kept moving in that in agreement with it. Now, David, in Psalm 138, 8, it says, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Right. And it's our aligning ourselves with that. Right. Not running from it. When we hear stories of people who have run from God's mm -hmm. call, but it's our, um, it's our engaging with him in that whole process. Now, that leads me into the uh, Joshua Caleb thing. And you and I talked about this uh, prior to this uh, broadcast. Yeah. Ta talk to uh, the listeners about the Caleb and Joshua, because they yeah. really cooperated with God as opposed to all the other spies. Yeah. Those are two of my favorite guys. Um, Caleb, I, I love the, the quote that he was a man of a different spirit. And I think it requires a different spirit, a different spirit from the other people that were there outside of Joshua. All the um, Israelites said no. I mean, here's a good example. They said no to God's offer. So I'm going to take you out of Egypt and I'm going to take you to the promised land. And um, you are going to have an opportunity uh, set before you, but there are some challenges. There are some giants in the way. And it's amazing that people said no to that opportunity. And I went infuriated Caleb. I mean, I have, I have this picture, you know, Caleb disappears for a long time. <laughs> He's one of the spies. Um, God says, you're not going to the promised land, only Joshua and Caleb. And you don't hear from Caleb for like 40 years. Maybe one little incident I think is in there. I think because he is so ticked off at everybody, 
He says, I'm living on the outskirts. Cause if I'm around you guys, I'm going to kill somebody. You blew it. <laughs> I, I had my mountain and you guys messed up. I mean, I just, my picture, Caleb's, he's kind of that fierce war. He can't wait to get to the giants. But 40 years later, uh, actually 45, they go and they do the promised land. He walks up to Joshua and says, Joshua, remember the promise God gave me? That's my mountain. And of course, Joshua says, yeah, I remember, Caleb, I was with you, so it's yours. Here he was, 80 years old, says, I'm just as strong as I always used to be. So in that long process of waiting, he never lost his vision. So I think, perse- I think perseverance is one of the main things people have to have. I had a friend tell me once, it's so true, if you don't quit, you'll win. The biggest, pro- the biggest problem people have is they just quit. They give up. They lose hope. And that's where that scripture, hope deferred, makes the heart sick. Uh, I think we all experience that from some time. I know I had to go through a battle of that where you, you get sick of heart and you need a restoration and a healing and a reviving of the original mandate, God. So I love Caleb and the fact that here's a guy who, for the long haul, never lost his dream or vision. He stayed at it. You know, and Joshua was a little different. He had more things to do up front. He followed it under, you know, a good example. He served Moses. And his time came where he was, he was called to rise up and lead the people. But he still had to wait too. So there's a process of waiting and, and learning the things you need to learn to lead the people you need to lead. You know, uh, Michael, over the years, all the time that we have spent together in, in prayer, I have seen you persevere. And I have seen you in that waiting zone mm-hmm. and where I have prayed over you with others about, it's kind of like when we're in that waiting and, and, and it's, it happens to all of us, it happens to us because we get the vision. It's like, write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Okay, Habakkuk. But then it takes, it, it unfolds in God's timing. And so we prayed over you many times about um, that waiting process. Was and, I that messed up? Huh? Was I that messed up? You had to pray no. so many times? Well, listen, <laughs> you carry a lot. And it took, a, it took time you. for that to, you know, I know you're kidding yeah. me. But, uh, and that happens for all of us. And I want people to know that, that they don't, don't get discouraged in the, in the waiting time. It's God's, it's God's timing. And the thing is, in that waiting time, God still shows up with you yes. and encourages you and stands yeah. with you. But I could hear in, in Mike over the years and you, uh, just your inside crying out and saying, okay, when, you know, this right. is a long haul. And I see you now and over the past few years, suddenly coming into a place, a, a stronger apostolic place where, you know, I want the listeners to know, I mean, Mike, travels around the world now teaching and um and is in relationship we live in san diego county and is a relationship with leaders all over the county Mm -hmm. and god has has done that over all of these years Mm -hmm. of his persevering and enduring and kind of waiting relationships were established right and he began that began building so that when you came into this place of uh, more where you're, it was like time for the apostolic in you to be released. All of this had already been set in place right. while you were waiting. Right. So, you know, the people get, they get, um, they get discouraged and they, just what you said, they want to give up. Right. I, well, you know, speaking to that, I think what I needed, what I learned, I think we all need to learn is to find God in that, in that moment. 
when it's not happening like you, you want it to. Now, one of the turning points in my life was when I was having a session of prayer. No, actually, I was complaining. I was whining. <laughs> okay. Why, God, why? Let's be honest. You know, we have those times where we're just, we're just whining about why we're not where we're at. And, and the Lord said to me, aren't I enough? And what he was saying that is I, I was so consumed with, with my destiny and my purpose, what I thought I was called to be called into, I was missing God in the moment. And I, and, you know, Graham Cook talks a lot about this. You know, there's, there's the, uh, there's the, <clears throat> the promised land and there's the wilderness. And, and I think one of Graham's books, he talks about and really enjoying the wilderness that it's just you and God. You don't have all the trappings of success or ministry or speaking engagements or travel all the things you desire, which are good things. But, you know, it's like, it's that whole thing of I'm after the gift or I'm after the giver and learning to enjoy God in the moment. And I, I can honestly say there's times when I feel like, Lord, I don't want to do anything anymore. I just want to hang out and be quiet and be with you. So it's learning to be satisfied in him. And for me, a large part of that was learning to be content in, in who I was in him as a son and not as a servant. That boy, that's a that's a whole nother that's a whole series podcast. right there. Yep. But you know yep. what? You know this one thing you said: enjoy God in the wilderness. Yeah, that is huge. Yep. Yep. And boy, I just I just that brings such life to people in itself. Yeah, because we have this concept that the wilderness is bad or right. we did something wrong, right? Or uh, it's unending, and do you know that just shifts shifts everything when you look at it as I can enjoy God here. Yep, that's that's part of the maturing process. I think we go through where we just learn to be at rest in the moment we're at, be satisfied with Him, and trust Him to bring all the things He's promised to do. Yeah, and that's moving us uh, in our destiny. You know, yep. I think people are already living in their purpose and destiny but what's happening is it's coming into focus in them mm, that's good and because we carry it, it's already inside of us it's right. inside of us and it is emerging as we mature as most, we pe mature. most people just do it by accident you're just it's who you are yeah you'll just do it and yeah. you know what else michael is that People often don't recognize that the things that come naturally to them have to do with their purpose and their destiny, but it comes so naturally that they don't recognize it. It's almost like, this is too easy. This is what it is. <laughs> That's why it's important to ask your friends, you know, how do you see yeah. my purpose? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm going to conclude this podcast. Mike, I thank you for being on. This was really, really good. Yeah, you ask good questions. Yeah, well, it was a good conversation. Yeah. So um, I just want to say to the listeners, uh, be encouraged and enjoy God in the wilderness. Ask people that are close to you how they see your purpose, how they see your destiny. And let me just pray over you before we go. Father, in Jesus' name, I speak to those listening Yes. I call forth their purpose and their destiny that's resident inside of them right now. I call it forth in Jesus' name that they would have greater clarity, greater insight. I speak encouragement over people that as we're in the wilderness, that you can 
rejoice, that you can find and experience and live in peace and joy in the wilderness, that there would be a kind of satisfaction in all of that. I know, wild as it sounds, but that you're finding satisfaction in, in your God. So I thank you, Father, that the people listening carry purpose and destiny right now in mm-hmm. Jesus' name. So thank you for being with the podcast, Mike. And uh, we'll see you next time. All right. We'll have a next time. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you would like to learn more about your true miraculous identity, please go to my website, lindabrightman.com. I just released a book called Miraculous Identity. 